I feel like I've definitely opened up another episode singing Scooby-Doo Papa. Alright. So are you guys going to go to a nightclub or a strip club first? Strip nightclub. Club. <laughs> 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 That's a good question. Nightclub. I'm definitely hitting a strip club first. No, I, I, I can't. Probably take why. I've never been to one. I don't plan on going to one. Nightclub. They're and not, nightclubs, are, in my, nightclubs in my head are not, way more fun. They're not that bad, bro. Shrimp clubs are not fun. Bro, I went to whatsoever. a strip club with $20 in my pocket and had the time of my life, my nigga. You, you'll be fine. People also say that about Empire City. <laughs> oh, I remember yeah, I man. went to Empire like when I got fired from my old job with 20 beans. And I put $1 into a random machine. And I was blackout drunk by this point. And I put $1 in, and I don't even, like, I just walked up to the machine. I pressed a button, and then it said, congratulations, you won. And I won $149. <laughs> and then I didn't gamble for the rest of the night. Yeah, that's the end. Yeah. Nigga, I won. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you guys, you know, you guys I go doubt. crazy. Nigga, what are you talking about? But, yeah, that was the, I think I've been there twice. And the other, the second time I went, I won. All right, so I went with sixty dollars. I'm like, I'm not gonna spend more than sixty. And then I spent forty. I, I spent fifty five of that sixty. And then we went to blackjack. No, we went to roulette, and I got hot. I turned that five dollars into eighty five dollars. And then I was like, all right, I'm hot. Let me let me just start gambling with this eighty five now. <laughs> and then I walked away that night with no money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you so win some, you lose tight. some. Yeah, you know. Unless the outcome's income, nigga. Yeah, the, you know, <laughs> you, you live and learn, but yeah, I've, I've realized that with strip clubs, like, I think I go there for the wrong reasons. Like, I'll be asking them when they're giving love, me a dance. Nigga? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be asking <laughs> them, like, how their about? day's going. I'm like, like, how do you, like, I remember the last time I asked her, like, how you got here. Like, you, you, you like doing this? What are your aspirations? Yes, for, she was about, telling me about her life. I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm. I, all right, let me tell you, let me tell you how it went. Strip his origin story? She, it, it, it went from me getting a lap dance to her sitting next to me and talking to me for about 45 minutes. Was she at least touching you, my nigga? No, we were just hanging yeah, out being cool. Fuck we, listen, I go there to, to be cordial and, and make friends by the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, you know. You paid, I just want somebody to talk to at the end of the night. to hear her traumas. <laughs> the fuck is this? It's backwards, yeah. nigga. You, you should have seen, like, when she first, like, started talking to me, she was like, uh, I just want to give you this dance. I'm like, nah, oh, come on. Like, what? why are we even here? What are we doing? What drives you? Yeah, I was like, what are you, where are you from? That, she, that's a, that's a European at, accent. She looked at your 
Yo dumbass. <laughs> and said, well, he paid, so fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do you know where you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it was only, like, $5 for, like, you know, for every, like, 10 minutes or something like that. I was like, that's a steal. You a know? Steal for a conversation. Yeah, you know, so... You know, after about an hour, hour and a half, you know, here we were. And I was like, I gladly paid. I was like, I'm glad, you know, we got to, you know. You made a new friend. Yeah. And then I, I was like, uh, you know, so like if you ever want to talk again, she was like, I'm never doing that again. I was like, listen, it's okay. <laughs> Understand. She was like, yeah. Like, you put me on the spot and I, t- I just went with it. <laughs> Meanwhile, a friend who, who shall not be named was next to me getting the lap dance of his life. I was like, oh, man, what a time. He was living it up for his birthday, and I'm just there, like, yo, I'm just trying to, you know, support a friend. Just vibing. <laughs> yeah, just caught a vibe. And, like, the way that we even went there, the strip club was downstairs from the bar that we were in. So we were, like, drunk, and we were like, fuck it, let's just go to the strip club. So we just, like, left the people we were with, and we we're like, yo, we're going we're gonna to head out. And then we went straight downstairs into the strip club. And it was, that's when I realized, I was like, strip clubs aren't for me. I'm not there for the same things that regular people are. No, definitely not. You went there for a conversation that you can have anywhere, literally anywhere. You go to the park and talk to someone, and they'll gladly speak with yeah, you. Yeah, but a stripper—that's a—that's like somebody who's lived. They've lived a life, you know, worth telling. And uh, you know, maybe they're just good dancers. Nah, she was a terrible dancer. Oh, that's mo- that. Uh, if she wasn't, I wouldn't have wanted a full conversation with her. That's, for oh, so that's the real reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. It's meaning behind it. Yeah, but I—I yeah, I, I never have a good time at strip clubs. Um, the first time I went to a strip club, I think I told the story on right here. I went to a strip club with my pops for his birthday. She was cool. It was nice. What what a time. Yeah, bro. Just w- walked up in that shit. He was like, yeah, you know, I manage this shit sometimes. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Sometimes I manage this <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, my boy is a manager here. He's like the head manager, so you know when he when he busy, I come in here and I, I cover for him. What the fuck you mean cover for him? <laughs> what are you talking about? What, how do you manage a strip club? Like, what? You sit in the back and you look at cameras, my nigga, and you uh, count money. That's yeah, what. Just hope nobody's getting too touchy feely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then once somebody get touchy feely, you beat a nigga up. <laughs> That's what security's for. It's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the furthest you guys would travel to see a girl? I don't um, think there's a distance for me. Queens. Is oh. it a time thing? Is it a time thing or a distance thing? Definitely a time thing. Yeah. I okay. think New York has made it a time thing more yeah. than a distance yeah, thing. Because, like, if you go from Castle Hill to Fordham, that is only, like, a 15-minute drive. But if you don't have a car, that's it's an cool. hour and a half fucking... It's, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Go. Just mad fucking transportation work you gotta, that you, you got And traffic. You kind of got to yeah. go into Harlem. <laughs> yeah. Go you got to go to 120... No. Well, you could take the four train, I guess. Oh no, no, to go to Castle Hill. Yeah, From Castle Hill. Yeah, you, you got to literally go to Harlem to go back to the mm-hmm. Bronx. Mm-hmm. Realistically, you got small land masses. You got big land masses. How many states do I got to cross? If it's more states? than if it's more than one and a half states, <laughs> you crossing <laughs> right, state right, right. lines for yeah. pussy, bro? Yeah, Wait, so a girl, a girl in Massachusetts is fair game for you? That's a three to four hour drive, buddy. Yeah. yeah. I want to say this. I can't say no because I've said yes before. Jesus. Um, New Jersey. Now, this is what I mean by one and a half states. New Jersey does not count as crossing a state line for me because I'm in Manhattan. All right? So. Yeah, you can take the path, but. I run right down from Harlem, right down into the heart of New York City, 
and get a fucking something that looked just like the subway cars we got right over in New Jersey. And that shit was easy as one, two, three. Now, Pennsylvania? I don't know. I didn't depend where in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no PA post. That's I'm so sorry. far, bro. I, I mean, I don't think I put a distance on it or like time on it. It depends how I'm feeling. To you be a honest. loopy nigger. That's yeah. what I'm I, I mean, right, I, right now, I already travel. If I took the train, it'd be close to two hours, an hour and change. Right? By car, depends on the day. It could be 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes. That, so I'm okay with that. I don't really care how far it is or how much time it takes. Use a loopy nigger. <laughs> yeah, I, you know when you said when you said like going crossing state lines, I think that's different. I have to think about that. Like you can't just tell me you live in I don't know, north, like at the end of Jersey or something, and I have to sit here and contemplate. They got going be, all the way over there. So that's a lot of if work. If I'm going to your state, there got to be some other than you in your state for me, because <laughs> I'm all right. I came over here and I'm beat. All right, cool. What's <laughs> what's next, my nigga? Uh, yeah, that's just <laughs> like you got like. Only way I'm traveling cross state lines for a chick is if she live in like LA. Is that, yeah, LA, fucking Miami, Tampa, maybe, maybe. Oh, like flights. Like, yeah, you're like, you're staying here for a while. Yeah. You're not just I'm like not, going there and back yeah, I'm home. Not, I'm not going over there for I'm, the traveling state line shit. Like, I gotta be already going there in order to have get. The out of state pussy. I'm not. But I'll say you you meet a woman from Jersey or from CT. It's just nice to see the house. They got amenities and shit. They got like a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I feel you. I mean, to be fair, I live right next to Connecticut. Like Connecticut's like a 10, 15 minute drive from my house. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm not in your DMs. So <laughs> You're not this nigga type. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that it's not that far. Almost, you know, almost. Definitely be within striking distance. But uh, wait, what? What? <laughs> 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 oh, about it. <laughs> Whoa. He said Whoa. you almost made the list, bro. Yeah, yo. You almost made the list. Based bro. on where you live, this is terrible. Just based on where you live, you know, not enough. Oh my god. Just, uh, you know, proximity. No, no. You're striking this is right now, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like where this is going. I'm also in like physical striking distance, so one of these niggas is gonna hit me right now. A? Not at all. Yo, A? this is crazy, bro. Yo. What are you talking about, bro? Yo, this is crazy. I know what he means, but it's just funnier than <laughs> Yo. Oh my god. Alright, so do you guys think that it is possible? To be a simp and toxic Ab- at the same time. So fucking. Is that just gaslighting? Is that just a gaslighting no, no, human no, no, no. being to, to a be a simp thing. and toxic? That's a different thing. You can be a toxic you can... simp that gaslights people. But... Yeah. Yeah. But those two things don't necessarily make you a gaslighter. You know, being a being a toxic simp is just <laughs> like yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm all about my baby and all that. <laughs> Some bitches come around, you know. If my girl ain't there, you know. But when my girl's there, I'm all about my girl, bro. Yeah, you're <laughs> all about my girl, bro. But there could be that, and there could be this like a toxic simp that's just like 
keeps her to himself. Like she can't have any guy friends. She talks to a guy on the street. Yo, bro, that, who are you? Is, oh, that yeah, is yeah, also yeah. A thing. You can't be talking to this goddess right here. You fucking <laughs> peasant. Who are you? Move, nigga. Move. <laughs> this is my queen. <laughs> Bow. But there's seven of them. There's seven queens. Seven bitches. It's a different queen uh, every day. Sounds like it's many editions of the toxic scent out here. Absolutely. Because those two terms are so broad, broad and overarching around mad shit. You could shit. I, I we know some toxic simps, nigga. Like, <laughs> like come on. Oh so, man. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- I like how quickly we all came to an agreement. That, yeah, no, that exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even. All right. So when I write the, down these topics, these are all just random thoughts. What do you so mean? I don't write know. down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is not all from the top. Hold on, I'm gonna pause now. So, do you guys buy into the Kevin Samuels relationship gurus of the internet uh, advice? Uh, Not at all. I don't. Uh, relationship guru shit? No, not really, because you can't really put a blank, a bandaid on most shit, you know? Because most things, when it comes to like. Motherfucking relationships and shit aren't one note. It's not black and white. It's not a thing that you could just yeah. straight up paint. Oh yeah. Oh, you probably going through this. Yeah, this exact thing. This exact thing. No variables. No nothing. This is what you're going through. This is the answer to your problems. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Everybody. Everybody's situation is different. You can't just look at something and be like, oh yeah. This is the issue. This is the issue. This is how it, it goes. Nah, bro. Yeah. Like, especially with the, the Kevin Samuels thing. So I was listening because I'm like, all right, all I know him from is from the clips. Yeah. So then I started, I watched that Joe Budden one and like it breaks down like who he is and like why he got started. To be honest, this is the most toxic guy ever created. But what he's trying to get like, you know, done is you know he wants to uh what do he say he he wants to make the barbershop talks on pc again yeah. like he want like he said he saw a sign in a barbershop that said no cursing in the barbershop I the yeah i don't know what barbershop this nigga's going to bro my bar my old barbershop had a sign like that but it was to be honest there's like mad kids in the barbershop so it's understandable i get it but no barbershop I've ever been to in my entire life. Oh, yeah. They don't follow my those rules. My entire life has ever had the sign, no cursing in it. I swear. Oh. Same in mine as well. And the whole no cursing in front of kids thing. I feel like everyone just comes to an agreement when there's a kid in the barbershop. Nah. Nah. Because the I new mean, barbershop I go to, they be wild. But it's all in Spanish, so it doesn't okay, really see, matter. See, I'm not counting that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, counting yeah. it. I've never heard an English curse word is said in front of a kid yeah, at yeah. a barbershop. Like, the only time I've heard English curse words is, like, when there's one dude was on... He he was so obnoxious that he... All right, so this is the barbershop. Like, we're, we're, we're chilling. And then this dude pulls up into the barbershop with his phone on speaker. And he's just talking mad shit with somebody on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he's cursing like crazy. And then, like, the barbershop was quiet at this time because it was, like, maybe, like, 12 in the afternoon. So everybody's just chilling, getting their haircuts. It's a Friday you know, they're trying to get ready. Yes. Bro, he's cursing up a storm. Like, yo, I said, fuck that bitch. And you know what? You know what I told that hoe? I don't need it. I got mad bitches. I'm like, yo, you're wilding right now for no reason. And there's like a little kid getting his hair cut. 
And then my barber looks at him and he owns the shop. He's like, yo, what are you doing? Like, why are you, <laughs> why is the phone even on speaker? And the guy was like, oh, I, I didn't even know that was disrespectful. That's on me. That's on me. And then he takes the phone off speaker and just starts whispering everything that he was just yelling. I'm like, yo, this fucking guy. It's like those guys, like when you're on the train and they're listening to phone, like music on their phone, but oh, it's out the loud. They just have, like, yeah, yeah. They're just head. right next to it. Just mad obnoxious. Or they got the speaker in the book bag. Oh, man. That should be annoying as hell, bro. The phone to the ear is crazy because, like, that don't hurt your eardrum, bro. You got it just on one side. That shit. <laughs> I know that shit dank as hell in his eardrum, too. Slapping up against the eardrum, dog. Because yeah. you got a speaker right next to your yeah. eardrum, bro. Full volume. I wonder how those guys grew up. That. I know you hear that shit because I hear that shit. Oh, well, they, they grew up a life that leads them to NBA young boy fandom. That is basically where all roads lead. Because that's definitely the type of person that's yeah. doing that. But yeah, Kevin Samuels. <laughs> that was the weirdest tangent. Yeah. To go on from there. Yeah. But like Kevin Samuels, yo, I I don't I don't buy into what he's selling. Like he's uh <laughs> he's uh He's one of those guys to where like it works out for him and his and his lifestyle. But then he's not even wrong. But sometimes. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. Like when when he says like all right you're, but then it it's toxic to even agree with some of the sentiments that he's saying. It's because of how he says it's, it. Yeah, it's yeah, how he says it. The shit is kind of harmful. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, me and John were speaking about this earlier. It's harmful the rhetoric that he's. I don't want to say spewing because that's kind of. You can't tell a woman she's shaped like Barry Sanders in his prime. You just can't do it. That's fucked up. Apparently she was heavier <laughs> than Barry Sanders. See, but then his, his flip side to that, what you just said, would be that if a man can't say that, what, like, what's wrong? Why can't a woman say that? And I get that. Neither of you should be able to say it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's but kind that, of shitty. Yeah. Like, like what, what the rhetoric that he's pushing is that, like, we're as a, we as a generation are getting softer or whatever. But it's not more that we're getting softer. It's more of a... You just can't be a straight up dickhead to everybody yeah, holding, for no reason. We're holding people accountable a lot more these days than they were back yeah. then. So niggas was able to get away with a lot of shit back then. It's just not happening no more. Yeah, you can't like why what's the point? Like the the shit that he's trying to get up like the only things that make sense is like when there's like a woman who's like, All right, I pay a hundred percent of my bills. I and now that. I want to get with a guy, and he takes over the hundred percent of my bills, yeah, plus that. his bills, and I get to you know do whatever. I'm, like you're wilding. Well, what are you trying to do? And then like you know the because of social media, everybody thinks that you know every man you get with is gonna have like over six figures. Like there's a reason why it's called the one percent. Yeah, bro. because there's one like it's literally one percent of Americans. So if you think that that is gonna be your man's, yeah, I'm, you know, you, you're kind of delusional. His thing is telling people when they're delusional or not, but his no, his thing is not telling people when they're delusional or not. He's his thing is humbling people. Yes, he is has a hard on for humbling people, and there's niggas like that all over the internet already. Like there's niggas that really just be on Twitter hunting for stuff that women say. Or like women are doing, so you could be like, ah, nope, and put a damper on it. Like, what the? Yeah. Let the women be women sometimes. Yeah, he just he just states a lot of opinions, but 
with a lot of confidence. Yeah. And it tries to pass it off as fact. And no, it's not. It's- well, he's one of those people that are like, oh, just look it up. If you, if you don't believe me, just look it up. But I'm like, uh, you can also look up like anything to support any argument Statistics ever made. Statistics can be heavily, heavily skewed. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, you can make an argument that, you know, Brian Scalabrini is one of the best NBA players. If you look for statistics to back up what mm-hmm. your criteria of a great some, NBA player is. You definitely look up some bullshit. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, he has a ring. Look at how many other players don't have a ring. He was good enough to be on a team for Alan how Anderson many years. don't have a ring. Charles Barkley don't have a ring. Fuck it. Who else? Who else? Russ Westbrook probably not going to have a ring. The, you know who got a ring? Fucking Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> Fuck out Yeah, so... <laughs> Exactly. So, and so that that's really what it comes down to. So that's his whole you know thing, but I guess because he wears you know uh, nicer clothes or he wears suits all the time for no reason just to be in his crib, you know whatever he says is. Nigga wears sports coat and a fucking turtleneck (laughs) in his house before. (laughs) (laughs) That shit. That video was crazy. I was like, why is this nigga so dressed up? He's in the crib. He dresses like us, like how we dress for New Year's, but every day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yo, bro, the picture of him and Joe Biden in them. Oh, it's fucking great. Bro, I was like, I put on this outfit today. (laughs) Niggas can't see what I'm wearing, but I'm talking to y'all right now. I put on this outfit today, and as soon as I put the coat on, I looked in the mirror, and I was like, I would... I could put me, like, right oh, <laughs> at the yeah, left yeah. end of this. And I, I was like, I should take all this shit off. Yeah. Put on new clothes. But. I like your outfit, Kenny. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a solid fit, bro. It's Thanks. a solid appreciate, fit. Appreciate it. I got that's, you. That's for my boys. I appreciate y'all. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying into all of that relationship bullshit, to be honest. Because it's also, like, the people that listen are a bunch of people who can't get in a relationship. And then they just go for people that are also in that circle of, you know, uh, I'm trying to find somebody, blah, blah, blah. But I was speaking to John and another one of our friends earlier about this. Um, You can't, the shit that he's talking sometimes, you can't say it the way he says it and like so matter of factly and not expect some people to take, misconstrue it. Take it in, listen to it and be like, oh, okay, so... Women don't deserve rights. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all laughing. Like, that's dead ass. Yeah. Like, it's really niggas like that, bro. Yeah, yeah. And that's... They be bugging out. Because bugging they're, the, out. They're, the same shit that Dave Chappelle was talking about with the Chappelle show, he was like, the wrong people were laughing for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So... And then, it, you know, even if that's not what he's trying to say, the way people interpret it is literally all up to, you know, personal interpretation or whatever. So people, he'll listen to guys be like, like when he was talking about, uh, like, uh, guys are less inclined to go for food stamps than a woman is or whatever, because guys think that they need to get it out the mud and women think I can get it, you know, any way I, I can or whatever. I'm like, you know, I must be a bitch ass nigga, <laughs> but I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going, yo, bro, if they giving out free shit, bro. Yeah, I mean, but but a lot of people don't know like what they're what they're uh, entitled to mm-hmm. or not entitled. I don't. I guess entitled is a bad word, but like to use it's, it's it is what's available. It yeah, a, they don't know what's a, available to them. The resources available. To yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah. So that's why guys are more because I guess you know he is right in a sense of guys don't like you know uh, 
go for the the benefits more than women. I guess you know that might be true or whatever. But it also the the narrative that he pushes go, makes it seem like women don't work for anything they have and guys do. So when women need something, they need a guy to provide yeah, it for them yeah, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Everything he was saying, everything revolves back to men. And I was yeah, like, he was like, when get when women get government assistance, that's them relying on the government, which is ran and created by men. So therefore, women need men. I'm like, Nick yeah, was, I, he, he, he was tries. Like, he, he was tr- like, yo. So when women like, if a woman gets into a situation, right, she needs to call the cops. What is that? And I was sitting here. I was like, where is he going with this? And this nigga the, said, the cops are men. The cops are what? Men. Because they expect what? A white male to come. I was like, what the fuck is yeah, this nigga yeah. talking about, like, bro? The, the way you be twisting shit, I'm like, yo, bro. That's what I mean. Like, that's, in situations like that, I'll say when it comes to Kevin Samuels, there are situations where his head's in the right place. He's clearly a sensible guy, but first of all, I think somebody trying to make the arguments that he's trying to make, you know, it's good when you've got the sort of, you know, sometimes when he's more tame in what he's saying, it sounds like, you know, he just wants everybody to be successful. He's just trying to show you outside of relationships how to put your mind in the right place to... The keys. Yeah, he's trying to give you the keys. But number one, to be really productive in what he's doing, you kind of need somebody that's a little younger and more in touch with, you know, how to make arguments today that matter and that make sense in a modern world. Because, yeah, there's a lot of shit that he brings up that's, uh, that's a little funny. Dated concepts. Dated concepts, yeah. bro. Very dated concepts. Extremely dated concepts. So I, just, and I'm, I'm sorry. It's kind of hard for me to take a nigga seriously talking about shit that's happening. Granted... Yeah, some of the shit that he's talking about is relevant. But the nigga look like a high school guidance counselor, my nigga. How am I supposed <laughs> to take this nigga serious about shit that's happening today? He was like, oh, yeah, all these girls on Instagram and shit. Nigga, you don't, do, do you know what Instagram is yeah. for real? Like, what and, you- and to be fair, it, it's, all, it's all a facade because his background is marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. And he's just, yeah, he's just marketing himself as a certain type of person because he was a brand specialist. Mm-hmm. And he specializes in like you know turning people around, awesome. like their image. Yeah, he was pretty he's an, much image an image consultant. consultant. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, uh, yeah, you're just doing what you did before, and you probably lost your job or something, or you thought, oh, I can just make more money doing this helping and, people yeah. on the internet because it's a broader thing or whatever. Like he said, he was like, he was on he was on YouTube since like 2013 or whatever. And he didn't get popping until last year, right before the pandemic started. He said January is when he really started popping off. Yeah. Oh, the clips. That's that's really recent then. Yeah. yeah. So he's only been in this for like a year where he's been popping. And the only reason that he gets bigger and bigger is because he gets wilder and wilder with the... He knows uh, what he's doing. With the times. Yeah, oh, he's, definitely. He, he's doing... He's playing the game. I was literally about to say, he's playing the game. He's yeah. got a, a shit ton of confidence. Like, yeah. this man does not falter in his statements. Exactly. So, the reason why niggas listen to him is because he sounds like he knows what he's talking yeah. about. He believes it. He believes what he's saying because he knows that if he does, you know, people will believe if in him. If he believes his shit, other people will believe it too. And if you look at social media these days, what are people gravitating towards? They want to see confrontations. They want to uh, see two people in an IG live going at it 
and one person wins. Oh yeah, that's yep. another that thing. When he has those conversations with people, he uh, in the podcast with Joe Budden, he kind of says that he tries not to antagonize. I mean, he's pretty nice in oh the beginning. Oh my god! But yo, the way you say, like the way he says things. He's a hundred percent trying to antagonize. Yeah, because he'll be like, "All right, so rate yourself." And then now, as a person, if you go, "Well, I think I'm a ten," then he just lasts for thirty seconds, and you're just sitting there like, "Yo, what the?" Bro, fuck? you can't do that to people, my nigga. You can't look somebody in their face and be like, "All right, now be serious." What the fuck are you talking about, Yo. nigga? I said to me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? He thinks I would. I wouldn't say he thinks this but he definitely knows how to use it to his advantage he knows he got age he knows he got a little bit of status and that gives him the ability to be intellectually confrontational with people to the point he knows who's on his ig live he knows what he can say to what person and what he can't say and who's gonna go for what shit and who's gonna respond negatively if he says some shit that's a jab so you know he's gonna get the results he wants on his live yeah. he's not a he's not a dumb person but he also, you know, he knows how to turn you up. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. like, like when he call, when he calls somebody like Saweetie a six at best. He said Saweetie <laughs> is a six at nigga. If Saweetie came in here right. <laughs> what was his reasoning for that? He said because if you take all the makeup off and all of the body enhancements and the money and everything. Yeah, if you just look at her bare bones, then adjustable six is what he said. Yeah. There's ways to there's ways to say what he means. Without being like as brash, bro. Yeah, he said like Beyonce's an eight. He said Beyonce's an eight. He yeah, said not even Beyonce's a ten. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah, but you see, that's what I mean. Like he just why even try to put value on other people? They're not you, you know. Like you can't say someone like someone's worth this or you're worth this because of how society thinks of things. You don't have to do that. Explain. Okay, so for the example that Manny brought up about asking the the woman to rate herself, uh-huh. the question to the follow up question to that was, if I had like fifty men in here, and I asked them if they think you're a ten, what do you think they would say? Or do you, how many of them do you think they would rate? Like how many of them would rate her a ten? You can't just do that. Yeah. yeah. Like yo, so the fuck what? If I like if that person thinks that they're a ten, let them. And plus, everything is prepar- prepar- preparation and presentation. So if you present me. Unprepared? That's not fair, my nigga. <laughs> like everything in life is preparation and presentation. Yeah. If I can't prepare and present myself the way that I feel like I'm at my best, she probably meant at her best. She's a ten. In that moment. Yeah, but. But I, you know. Yeah, you, you just can't talk to people like that, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. But um. <laughs> how do you guys feel about uh? Usher throwing his own money. Ushbucks, the- nigga. Ushbucks. Ushbucks, Oh, his, his own cryptocurrency? Yeah. No, no, it's not a crypto. He had fake money with Usher heads yeah. on it. He had, a, he had hundreds, twenties, and tens. They said he was throwing this shit, but Matt, since then, people come out and said he wasn't throwing it. It was just a profit video and shit. Yeah. He was throwing real money. The, the, but he, he left the Ush Bucks. Yeah. What what happened was he was in the club spending money, doing everything. And then to promote his show in Vegas, right before he left, he took mad Ush Bucks and just threw it in the air and it landed. But that shit was fucking hell. Well, that's kind of clever. Yeah. Because you convince people that it's real money and then they're going to pick it up and be like, exactly. What the fuck is this shit? Yeah. My favorite part is the girl going, yo, there's no trading value for this. So imagine like her trying to to find somebody. She tried to go to the bank 
How much can I get for this Ursh buck, my nigga? This has no value, man. Alright, I, I got a I got a question pertain it's not Usher related, but he's signed under Usher. Okay. Do you guys think that there's anything Justin Bieber can do? Yeah. To <laughs> to rebuild his image from when he was a teen and did the uh you know hard you, ER jokes. You know what's the crazy part? Most people I found that most people don't even know what the fuck that is. Most people who are fans of Justin Bieber right now never saw that video. Yeah. And, and if they did see the video, they're like, oh, but he was young and shit. I don't care. I don't it, uh, think about the, the, oh, the, only, the only problem I have with it, right? So he was like like 12 or 13 when he did these jokes or whatever. Okay. And now, you know, it's been like 10 years plus or whatever mm-hmm. since that's happened. The only weird part is that I go to listen to his new album, and there's just random Martin Luther King speeches, you know, sprinkled in the album. Yeah, and seems, even one one of the speeches is an interlude, and I'm like, it seems a bit performative, don't but it? But there's no there's no context to the, It's just there. You seems, play the album, and it seems a bit performative, right? Yeah. But then, so I don't know what like. Because how do I know if it's performative or not? Like what? That's what it what seems. if? Because because you know it's been so long, and he's probably like, yo, every time I drop an album, I get reminded that I did the N word bits, and I try to make these jokes. So how do I know, or how do we know if he's actually sorry for what he did? We'll never know. Yeah, you you don't know, and I no matter what, he can't redeem himself. I can. It's okay. He's a different person. He even he's says it on his album. Like, yo, like I was a stupid kid and I was doing stupid things, and you know I've tried to grow, but people won't let me grow or whatever. I, I'm, I'm completely sure of that too, because I, I played Xbox when I was a kid. I've been in Modern Warfare lobbies. They used to wall out. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure many of them are white, and I had no idea because I can't prove it. Exactly. Right. So I'm, sh- I get it, but no, that doesn't make he can't redeem himself from it. But so like so what. Because he can't even ignore it either. Because he, he did try to ignore it. Because on the last album, the last album had nothing to do with black people or him, you know, uh, trying to redeem himself from those actions. But it felt like this whole album, like a bunch of songs had content about being young and dumb and stuff like that. And then all the Martin Luther King stuff. So I'm like, I don't really know if people can forgive Justin B. Like what? There's no like forgivable... No, he there's no forgivable actions. Action. He yeah. said, he said he did the fucking chainsaw joke, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't come back from that, dog. Yeah. You're done. You're done. You know? And then he remixed one less lonely girl. But you know. how do you remix <laughs> one of your own songs, bro? Into nigger. Yeah. Nah, bro. You can't. Nah, it's over. So you know, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know. One what... less lonely nigger. Yeah. I'm going to be in the KKK if if I kill you. What the fuck are you talking about, bro? Yeah. Nah, man. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, uh, I don't know what is a forgivable. You just got to live with that shit, bro. Yeah, literally. You did that. You did that. Own up to it. Yeah, I was young, but I did that shit. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're not moving past this. I'm sorry, we're not moving. And then the other problem is, I don't follow him enough to know if he has, you know, apologized in that way. Mm -hmm. But he neither. He uh, apparently nobody has either. If it was enough for him to go into this album thinking, "All right, 
I need to black it up on this. And by black it up, not even like, you know, because he has people like 24K, whatever. He just has mad like white people in black culture, like Post Malone too and shit like that. So, or like people like, uh, uh, what's the, Daniel Caesar, who was defending Yes Jules when he was like, nah, she's mad cool in the black community, guys, trust me. And everybody's like, yo, shut your dumb ass up. Yeah, that's my nigga, bro. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, So, it's like, it's like he picked the wrong people. And then on the deluxe, that's when he was like, all right, I'm going to bring out the Quavos, the little babies. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is the babies? I'm like, all right, all right, Justin. I agree with Kenny on the fact that he just accepted, bro. Yeah. Like, accept it. Tell him, like, he has to accept a couple of things. He has to accept that he did it. He has to accept that people won't believe he's he's remorseful. Yeah. He has to accept all of that and just keep going. And, yeah, and then the, the other thing, like, moving forward, you're like, all right, so... Justin Bieber, who are you? Are you the kid who likes to do white shit like egging people's houses and fucking random skateboarding shit? And fentanyl? Yeah, well, I don't. <laughs> and then, or are you that person that wants to make music with the Quavos and the the babies and the little babies of the? You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. can't. It's you, the, you're talking about the pivot, sort of the pivot that the beer bongs and Bentleys uh, pivot. That yeah, yeah. Post yeah. Malone did, but Post Malone. He is more of a, so he said he wasn't a culture vulture, but he made Rockstar, not Rockstar, uh, uh, White Iverson, Yeah. right? Which is kind of a hip-hop song. That is, Full okay, on. okay. It, it's, hip-hop, it's hip-hop adjacent. I'm going to tell you why it's hip-hop. Allen Iverson is hip-hop. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying the everything about like the beat is is hip-hop. And then what he's referring to himself as. Mm-hmm. But the way he delivers it is just some white shit. Like, it's country. I'm going to tell you right in now. In essence. Bro, the Future could do that same song. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds the same. Yeah, yeah. But if Future does it, it's actually fire. Absolutely. But it, I, Iris, like, I listened, I listened to it the other future. day and I was like, this song, like, I don't understand how Post Malone is one of the biggest stars in the world. Off like that song being, but it's like what Doja Cat did with the "I'm a Dog, I'm a Cow." Mm-hmm. You it know, was like, popping very much. Like in the everybody laughed. Like the song was kind of a meme, then it became a thing, and then now she's a super mega star or whatever, or she's getting to super mega star. Mm-hmm. Like because people now fuck she's with her music. She's gonna perform on the next Triller, uh, which we call it. Event. Oh yeah, tomorrow at the Ben Askren thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. So what I was like, so so Post Malone uses that, and then everybody is like, yo. You are a white guy who doesn't even fuck with black shit. You just like to, you know, you just made this song. And then what you did after was go to, like, country and then use hip-hop elements moving forward. So, like, the beer bongs and Bentleys and mm-hmm. the, uh, the, uh, what's the other shit? Yeah, Hollywood is bleeding where it's basically he's trying to be a rock star now. You know what I'm saying? Drinking. And he has a Bud Light machine in his fucking tour bus and shit like that. Does he have his own liquor, too? The, yeah, the, the rosé that yeah. tastes like shit. Apparently, oh, oh nice yeah. garbage. Yeah, Damn. I got it for somebody, and she was like, "It's it's." Why trash. would you get me this shit? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, she wanted it, then she had it, and she was like, "It's trash." And I was like, "That's unfortunate," because there was a smaller bottle I could have got you as the tester. Well, you said you like Post Malone and rosé, so yeah. I went to go get you. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. At the end of the day, it's Post Malone. It's he's like a personification of. The Jared Leto Joker. 
if you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I just thought of it and I cannot unsee it in my head oh right my now. Both them niggas look like both them niggas look like they could use a shower. <laughs> like at all times. I appreciate him for trying to find his own shit. And some of it came out fire, you know? You know, he, he do his thing. I appreciate him for, you know, not trying to... He don't bother nobody. He stay in his lane. He don't be killing people in DUIs yeah. and shit. So he's, he's all right. Yeah, and he's almost died a bunch of times. Remember when he, his plane, like, the landing gear got stuck? I do remember that. That was and weird. Then, was and weird. then, like, that same week after that happened, he got into, like, he got T-boned. And his mm-hmm. Rolls Royce and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I do but Post Malone, he's just, you know, a gentrifier of, you know, hip hop. Yeah, it's much. just like those white people walking downstairs. <laughs> they don't mean any harm. <laughs> they just, you know, want to live. They want to have the New York experience. Post Malone wants to have the black experience without actually being black and having like the black experience. Every white person? Yeah. Like, Post Malone has videos of singing, uh, what is it, tongue to it, tongue tied? Yeah. With Vic Mensa. Like, what What are you doing? What, what exactly? Yeah. Are, yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what pocket he's trying to get in, bro. <laughs> I don't know what lane he's trying to get in, but... Yeah, he gonna do it. You don't want to be down from a distance. You know? Yeah, I was literally about to say, he just wants to vibe out with everybody else. Yeah. You ain't got a lot of kick in my nigga. But that Justin Bieber album, to be fair, not terrible. It's just mad awkward to I, have mad Martha Luther King sprinklings. I am not listening to At that bullshit. Point, I'm, yeah. He I'm might, also not listening. He might as well just face it head on and put out a fucking Akon style. Sorry, blame it on me. And then, and then you know, <laughs> but he did. If you listen to the album, there's mad songs that is saying that. And it's all acapella, like uh, <laughs> just him and a fucking piano. I so I wouldn't want that either. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm telling you, there's some songs in there that you're like, let's see what you did. Just do, just do a tiny desk and cover. He did do a tiny one. desk. Do another one. <laughs> Cover, sorry, blame it on me. Put oh, my God. Sure it gets out there. And then go raise $600 million or some shit. And to Africa. Yeah. Put it there. You remember when he his car broke down in the hood? Yeah. And they had him singing and doing fucking oh, push-ups? Yeah. <laughs> that man looked scared and then he went off. I guess we're all cool. <laughs> Bro, that was one of the greatest days of my life he to see. He thought that was going to be the end of his life. Oh my god. Niggas stole Soldier Boy's phone in the hood, bro. That shit was crazy. <laughs> but Who said Big Soldier ain't good in the hood? You you know what was <laughs> another thing that I thought was weird that uh apparently Joe Budden took it a whole different way with like the, the kid cuddy wearing a dress thing. Oh my where god. he took it as oh, yeah. as kid cuddy trying to profit off of mental health and shit like that. He said he's trying to profit off of specifically Kurt Kirk Cobain. And his suicide. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it that way. I can see how he took it that way. I saw. I saw it as a tribute. Yeah, like how Cuddy meant it to be. Exactly. I thought Joe was bugging. And like, I think and Joe just doesn't like Kid Cuddy. He doesn't. Plus, he doesn't listen to Kid Cuddy to know. He doesn't get the context, and context is you know super important in things, especially music. Exactly. So now, like, he just wilded out on Kid Cuddy mad randomly for no reason, but. Here was my problem with the dress thing. Obviously, people like me don't care how people dress uh-huh. or, you know, how they identify or, you know, what their preferences are. Of course. He just looked weird in the... Like, he, he looked, looked like, like... The dress looked bad, bro. I saw, once I saw the picture, I was like, 
that dress is not good on my. That's my dog. It Y'all, wasn't a good look. My problem with the dress was it what he he wasn't fly. He could have swagged it out. Yeah, so much better. He could he could have wore the dress with a shirt over the top, maybe a jacket on top, so it's like a, a dress. nice little jacket, yeah. bro. A nice little jacket. Like he had the spaghetti strings on the on the we dress. Saw it, bro. Yo, fam, you could have the spaghetti strings or a nice little light. Leather joint Swag it up Swag it out Bro you cannot Just be out there That was my biggest issue With this shit I saw it I was like This dress does not Look good On my my guy It was mad Awkwardly tight and shit This Susan Sarandon Ass dress Does not go On my guy that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, yo, like, mad. So Joe Budden killed him for that. I was like, yo, you, he just didn't look fly. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the only way I saw it, like, I didn't even watch that shit live. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody post it, and when they were like, yo, Kid Cudi's the god. I was like, yo, you're just one of those people mm-hmm. that anybody you idolize cannot do anything wrong. Yeah. Like, at least, like, people say that I like Drake a lot, right? And, huh. like, the, the whole, the whole like, narrative is that I will play Drake all the time. You do. It's not all the way true, but I also call out when Drake is just mad. He's corny. a dweeb. Like when when someone's corny, they're corny. When, the way he ties his do rag is corny. The way he has the heart curved into his head is corny. And if you did it too, you're also corny. You're cornier. Super. You're more corny because that means that you think that's fly. You saw a picture of Drake leaning his whole fucking hairline into the fucking the yeah. front facing camera. So he could take a picture of his fucking hairline like he was fucking 12 years old when the nigga's like 33. Exactly. <laughs> like, that that shit, that shit is just corn. Like, you know, but if I see a bunch of people just mad, unswaggerly, wearing a dress, like, once the summer, like, if it's sundress season and I see a bunch of dudes looking mad weird, and, I'm going to be bad tight. sundresses. Yo, be fly. If you're going to wear the dress, be fly. Do what you want to do. Rock them pants as tight as you want. Throw on that dress, that skirt. Halter top, fucking tube top, whatever the fuck, crop top. Just be fresh with yeah. this shit. That's bro. the only re like <laughs> the only reason these trends even happened was because the people that started it were fly like Young Thug in the dress. That was a fly picture. Like that's if there if there's a a, a a catalyst for what you should aim to be like with a dress on, it's Young, Young Thug, Thug in that picture. <laughs> he said had to wear the dress because I had a stick. He had an AK forty seven <laughs> under it. Under the dress. You nigga. gotta be, you gotta, you know, aspire to be like Doug. But that was my only issue with it. I don't really care about, you know, people's pride. That's the, that's the problem with like, you know, people. People care. Like people care too much about what yeah. other niggas. Is yeah, doing, like bro. bro, if if two people of the same yeah. sex want to hook up and get married, fuck it, I'm not. Fucking, go crazy. I don't even care. I don't even care when two people of the opposite sex get get married. Exactly. Just go We're crazy. Here for a good time. Not a exactly. Long time. You Enjoy only yourself. get one of these things, so might as well, you know, make use of it. But we're not talking about life. We're talking about yeah. your fucking genitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you know, that was my only thing with the with the dress. He just looked, but because he did, he wore the first fit that he wore. Was a, also a tribute to Kurt Cobain where he did the MTV Unplugged with the yeah. green card, uh, cardigan. And he wore like his version of that fit. And that was fly. And then he put the dress on and I'm like, it's bro. It's just a dress. It's it, just a dress. Yeah, it looks like you try to like wear someone else's dress as a joke. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it just, just yo, you got to be on stage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like it was just mad weird. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to judge Cuddy. I just want him to be fly because, you know, he can be fly if he wants. Mm-hmm. Makes good music. 
Yeah. Why not be flat alongside? Yeah, he makes good music too. Like, bro, come on. I, I only know about bald man jeans because of fucking Cuddy, bro. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> I remember in high school looking up bald man like, jeans. It's like, yeah, you know, thirteen hundred dollars. I was like, get the fuck that out Cuddy of here. About on that song, bro. Yeah. Fuck, Look. Fucking ruined my day. Twelve hundred thousand dollars for some pants, nigga. Yeah, I never know. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get fly with the dresses soon. Well, he is putting out the dress for people to buy. It's an off-white collab. That's another yeah. reason why he put it out. Uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I want. I want to see how people wear that. That was the big. That was the thing that Joe was yelling about on his podcast. Yeah, profiting off of Kurt Cobain's likeness, kind of his in a likeness, way. his death. He said that the family should be upset. I was like, yeah. nigga. But then wanting people to be upset is also kind of a weird... Like, that is basically... How, the, could, the how in, could you not be outraged? Yeah, the yeah. internet is, why are you not as mad as me? Be mad as me. You know? So... Even though, yo, I'm chilling. I have no reason to be angry. <laughs> yeah, it is so super, super corny. Mm-hmm. But another thing that I did want to talk about that I didn't write down, that, like, it's just been puzzling me this whole time. Mm-hmm. The YG... Uh, song getting taken down where it it uh has like lyrics about like doing home invasions and then one of the lines is look for the asians because they don't believe in banks so that like to imply that asian have people have their money in the house yeah keep their money in the crib now the the problem i had with that was there there's two different two different things one of the things is YG recently came out a couple months ago before any of this happened and said, yo, my first two albums were on a shitty deal and I made no money off of the music. I only made money from touring. So that gave so much publicity to that song that he's not even going to get paid for that people were mad about mm-hmm. and basically made the label mad bread. So I'm like, that's one thing. So I'm like, I kind of felt bad for YG because he can't even really defend the song because he probably doesn't give a fuck about it because he's like, yo, they're making the money off of it. Yeah, I don't I give mean, a fuck. Y'all could be bad. <laughs> yeah. So that was one thing. And nobody really talked about that because nobody really knows yeah, about that. Yeah, I didn't that. even hear about this. The second thing is, it's kind of weird how YouTube and all these streaming platforms were like, we cannot let you talk about robbing Asians in music. But it's perfectly fine. For all your other content to talk about killing other other people. Yeah, like YG's content is gang banging content. Oh, I, talking I, about killing niggas and, and shooting people. And I, I'm like, uh, so you just you're fine with black people dying. Well, is yeah. what you're saying. Well, yeah, of course. That's exactly what they're saying. And but, then uh, but also it's like dead smack in the middle of the hashtag stop Asian hate. Yeah, but then that's just a recency. All right, so when Black Lives Matter was trending, you should have gone ahead and went and took every piece of hip hop. Yeah, anything oh, that anything that threatens is... a black life, you gotta take it down. But well, here's another thing: maybe it's just because he's very outright said Asians, like it's very specific. Bobby Schmurder yeah. named every person I know that committed I, I a crime say, and the crimes they committed. That song's still up. They yes. never took that shit down. Yeah. That shit was used in a criminal case, and they never took that shit down. They played Tay K's whole album in the court. 
I'm aware of that too, but I'm trying to say that shit is still up. Yeah, and that album slap classic, not no skips, no skips, sensational album. Bro, they use DMX songs in a fucking fucking trial (laughs) with DMX, and it helped them. Rest in peace to God. So they played slipping in court, and the judge was like, "Wow, this is amazing." And then I think he got off. Either he got off, or they reduced his sentence his sentence to barely nothing, because they were like, "I hear." Your struggle that you're going through. Oh, you and, really, oh this nigga really in pain. Yeah, he's oh, okay. really going through it. Maybe he is trying to get better because listen, like slipping is the perfect. If, if there's a never, song that's gonna get you off, it's gonna be slipping. If you never heard of slipping before, my nigga, go listen. To yeah, song. you gotta throw on slipping. That is a great song. From YouTube's like stand, maybe it's literally just because it sounds like hate speech. But the song is from like 2013. It's mad shit. Nobody's bro. listening to that shit. Yeah, bro, yeah, no, I agree with you. They 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 had to go back and be like, yo, what the hell? This was here. <laughs> but here's the other pro the other problem with that is so like when the song came out around that same time, there was like three guys, right? That basically broke into houses and they got caught and the, the cops were like, Yo, what like how did y'all even like figure out how to do all this shit? And they told the cops, we listened to that song and just followed all the instructions from the song. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they, so, like, you know, it's one of those things where... It was a how-to guy. <laughs> yeah, like, they actually did it. But you can't re- like, that just means that all music, you Ever. know. Yeah, like, any Marilyn Manson song. Oh, every, absolutely. Like, you know, pe- like, people like that, you, you have to take their music literal. And then it goes away from being art to being... Confessions. And you know they only do this shit with black, black artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very literally, they only take confessions. Like the most yeah. recent that I can think of, or the like, the most famous recently would be Bobby. Yeah, freaking like you just snitching on everyone and himself. Exactly. And then looking at them like, yeah. And they they locked up. Every, most of the people in those songs have like a hundred years that they're facing because they didn't take the fifteen year plea deal or ten year plea deal. And I think Mitch is going away for lifetimes. Yeah. A Rod, he got like ninety nine years or some That's shit like that. Fucking ridiculous. But like, all right. So the reason that there is even parental advisories on every album that has cursing and shit like that isn't from any rock songs. No, not a single. And you know, rock music in the eighties. Was they were wild. wild, yeah. The nineties wild, but then in the nineties, was it Two Live Crew? Two Live Crew. It two was, Live Crew was the Two, two Live li- Crew and NWA were the two catalysts behind the first. Two Live Crew actually had the first parental advisory. Yes, T- Two Live Crew was the reason why it's on every album now. They went, and the them. reason why is because the FBI tried to like confiscate and like ma- like make their music illegal basically they tried to make all music illegal yeah pretty much all black music illegal exactly said. especially nwa because nwa was more political at that time two life crew was more like they were turning up shake that ass yeah so they looked at black music and was like the fbi was like yo we cannot have this okay. and then two life crew sued and they won and it's basically the first amendment which is freedom of speech mm-hmm. and we can say literally whatever we want and you guys can't do anything about it. And the compromise that they came with was the parental advisory sticker being on the album. Two Live Crew kind of saved music. Yeah. And, and like, like sure. music was about to be super censored, but only for black people at the time. And now, you know, you Man, can say whatever you want. As a kid, I always used to think, oh, parental advisory, that shit's dope. Yeah. like and That's all I thought so, immediately. That was, and it kind of backfired because a lot of people did put out albums with some shit on it and people would see the parental advisory like oh i gotta cop this yeah. one 
Which... But so it also it hurts and helps like so two live crew they you know saved the integrity of music but also now if you're a, if you're a kid trying to buy an album and your parents see that sticker now you're not you know getting that album or whatever oh yeah that's another thing I used so, to think of. depends on the parents yeah depends yeah. on the parents depends on the family depends on the kid so depends that's on what, I'm what saying. family you're part of yeah but most most of the time yeah. a parent isn't gonna get their 12 year old kid 13 year old kid in an album with a parental advisory unless you know like people like us we were like the era that we grew up in was like probably the most magical musical era where like in 2002 2003 when we were like six or whatever nigga get rich or die trying came out yeah oh three i was seven bro sean paul coming out met like the reggae gold cds and shit like that like that was a time where like where music was wild but like it was so much fun that parents you know let kids listen to things they probably shouldn't listen to. We definitely mm-hmm. got a sweet spot of music. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Early 2000s, even oh, the mid-2000s. Motherfucking, um... Speaker Box, The Love Below. That came out in 03. Motherfucking... And that... Oh. And then 03 had mad, like, one-hit... You know, one-hit wonders. Uh, yeah, Tipsy came out yeah, in Yeah, you had 04, I think. Yeah, 04. 04. Um, that song... That Pharrell did for Hollaback, Youngin. Oh yeah, that came yeah, around that, came that time. Yeah, I do not remember any of these years. I just I know yeah. the songs. I just remember these years because it was like a lot of songs were implanted in my mind, especially like Lumi D and her non-singing ass. Whoever engineered "I'll Never Leave You" it should go to jail. But like the thing, the the magic about that is. Any girl can sing that song. No Nigga, anybody can yeah. sing that song. So, like, I I guess, you know, it kind of worked. They, Shower anthem. Yeah. I'll never leave you. Yeah, Look nigga. Throw that on anywhere, bro. <laughs> the on whole anywhere. rhythm. You put the whole... The, the whole tape. The whole CD yeah. on. Just play that. Yo, bro, I got that shit on my phone. Song that CD... What is, what is that, the what is the thing called? What uh the the name of the beat? Yeah, the Wally rhythm. The, yeah, the Diwali rhythm. That nothing shit. but bangers on that shit. Fucking, yo, bro. Track three on that album on that CD is uh which one called it? Track I think track three is uh is uh oh and then track four is never let you, never let go. Yes. No letting go. Yeah. What a fade. So amazing, bro. That. That shit made me a man. Shout out to Wayne Wonder. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Got somebody. You know, so recently, right, my birthday passed. And what one of the realizations Word? I came through was the, uh, so when you tell somebody that you're an Aries, there, there's a certain stigma that comes with being an Aries, apparently. To yeah, apparently you're an asshole. That you're a piece of shit. Especially when you're a Dominican Aries. Oh, my God. You would think that I'm Satan himself. But then, you well, know. children. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the funniest part was all of the birthday wishes I got from the people that told me that being an Aries was terrible. Don't tell me happy birthday if you're going to be like that. Yeah. If you're going to be like, yo, oh, my God, this side... Like, I've come to the realization that more and more people care about fucking astrology than I, I would like to, you know, accept. Yeah. yeah. Believe or like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, here we go. More people than I'd like to have to deal with. 
Fam, I started talking to a girl. I'm like, ah, oh, brother. Here we go again. <laughs> I got to go through all of this shit again. And then now, now it becomes a whole negotiation prog- pro- process of me, you know, telling them. Nah, like, you know, that's just them. I'm not like now. I'm not how even, I sound? I'm, I'm not even like that. Yeah, though. That's what they all say. Like yeah, that, then though. three months later, I'm like that. And I'm like, ah, here we go. I feel you, niggas. I proved you, you right. Everybody hates Virgo men for some reason. I've seen that top uh, fucking top signs to to not date or the most difficult signs to date. Yeah. Number one on these shits, Virgo men. I'll be looking at you. <laughs> suck my dick, man. What are you talking yeah. about, bro? You, but then there'll be like Aries dope, women dope. as one of the preferred ones. I'm like, what's oh, the I difference? <laughs> what's the what happened here? Every Aries woman I've talked to has ran around on me. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, man. I don't know what the astrology signs really mean in terms of people. I just know that as a Libra, I do not get the same response you guys get. <laughs> yeah, all all I know is that when you pull up, when you pull up my third house from the moon, it's fire. Yo, bro, I sent yeah. a chick my whole birth chart. She was like, "Oh, I was like, what the fuck yeah. do you mean? <laughs> oh, nah. The thing, oh. the thing I hate from that is when they're like, I totally understand you now. I'm like, yo, what, you don't even know. That we makes didn't so even much sense. Yeah. Oh How, my god, nigga? it always yeah. makes so much yeah. sense. Tell me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I get the most. It's like, oh, that's such a Libra thing to do. Oh, I'm like okay, God. such a Virgo. Bitch. <laughs> what if I told you I was a Taurus? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'd be lying. I'd be lying in the beginning. I'd be like, yo, I'm a fucking Pisces. I'd be saying shit like that, and I'd be like, oh yeah, I totally. I'm like, I totally caught you. saw that. I caught you because I'm a, I'm a Libra. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, like, wow, that, that's so yeah. That's so, li- so Libras be lying. That's such a Libra thing. And I'm like, I bet I it is because I'm an Aries. I'm a Sagittarius, bitch. <laughs> Guess what? Oh. Yo, but then there's there was one girl. She didn't believe me until I said Aries, and I was like, she was like, I knew it the whole time. I was like, damn, you're good. You're good. <laughs> she, she got, got it down pat. Yeah, she's well knowledgeable yeah. about the signs. I remember I was doing uh for my old job. Because I had to go to businesses and try to sell them fucking internet. Mm-hmm. I went into this one like psychic shop. And I walked in. She saw me and I was like, I bet you know why I'm here, right? She was like, uh, no. What, what do you mean? I'm like, because you're a psychic shop. You would... And then she was like, what do you want? I, like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a good one, miss. Yeah, she looked at you like, that's not how this works. Yeah, and then she kicked me out actually, after I tried to tell her. You know, maybe maybe she kicked you up because she saw the future and she's like, I do not want to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knew what was up. Alright, guys. I feel like a strong thing to close out on is explaining what crypto is and why people should or should not buy into it. It's data. It's yeah. data that has value. Value based on the current currency. Which well the current currency the most dominant currency the most used currency, most circulated currency which is at the moment USD. Mm-hmm. So the one piece of this data might be equal to or less than the the worth of a dollar. Let's say the Doge coin, mm-hmm. dog doggy coin, whatever you want to call Doge. it. Doge, Doge, all that, whatever you want to call it. It started off as meme crypto. It was literally made as a joke. Yep. And people kept buying it and buying it. And the more people bought it, the higher the fucking value went. Because yeah. right now the the volume, the volume is, is, yeah, the right now it's capped at 22 million doges that exist. 
So the only reason why cryptos go up in price is because if there's a fixed number, you know, it's the supply and demand thing, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that's what the whole value is based off. I was so, going to say that people also add the value. Like this year is literally shown how much people can just be like, yo, yeah, if we all buy this, yeah, you, you <laughs> can make something worth something mm-hmm. like something that wasn't even worth one penny. It's it now, now worth, worth 35 cents. The exactly. People, the people have the power. Exactly. People have always had the power. And then I don't even know why now is the realization. But once that GameStop happened or after, you know, Christmas time and like people realize that, yo, if we all just work together, we can come up. And yeah, this is something that's been around for like the whole the whole yeah. time since, since America started, ba- people, basically. No, the the stock market has existed before the internet. Well, you're right, but the internet made it easier for people to realize that we can all just communicate yeah. with each other, and essentially do what companies do, but us. Yeah, and yeah. and the the thing is, I think like I think the number is like 65 percent of all Americans don't have any money invested. Mm-hmm. Like they're living just paying bills and yeah. putting money in their savings yeah. that's 65 percent of all americans just saying you're the 65 percent of you you're missing out you're getting robbed by a bank but do you, you want to do you want to know why you want to know what that 65 percent is mostly made up of people black that, people, people that look like, that look yeah. like us. It, black spanish wanna, asian everybody everybody who was raised into just save your money just save your money yeah it's gonna go away make sure you save your money yeah. you're gonna need it we were never taught these things, so how will we know? Yeah. That's so we have like, to, so here, we have here's, to get the here's the most important thing you should like. Once I came to this realization, and you know, it it, it comes from me. You know, talk. My main goal is to talk to as many people who are at a high place in life to know what they know now that they didn't know when they were my age. Oh, so you're taking brunch with Jay Z. Basically, <laughs> basically. Right. and and the main the main thing that people need to understand is every year, like clockwork, the cost of living goes up by two percent, which is the reason why people get raises at work. You don't get a raise at work because you're doing a good job. Get a raise you're gazing. On the economy. Yeah, the economy, the the value of things go up, so you your pay goes up, which is why. Everything goes every year. Everything goes up, right? So if the cost of living goes up by 2% and you put money in your savings, every savings account gives you uh, a dividend payment, basically, for having your money in the bank. That is usually like a half of a percent that they pay you back every year. You are losing money by having your money in a savings account, essentially. Because the cost of living is going up by 2%. And your money is only going up a half a percent mm-hmm. from most banks. Uh, at, at least banks that we can access. Because yeah. the, the it goes up higher for people who have more money. Right? So, with that being said, the reason why I invest... Get your shop account. Schwab yeah. Account. So, the reason why I invest... And, like, yeah, the, the Schwab is better, but, like... Because, like, Robinhood and, like, most of these apps are so bare bones that, like, Robinhood, they don't, you don't own the stock. You own the idea of the stock, basically. Like, when you buy Bitcoin on Robinhood, you don't own Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. You own the value of what they purchased the Bitcoin for. 
which is how it works. Like, you're not going to be able to take out that Bitcoin from Robinhood that you own yeah. and own it. You have to, if you want that, you have to go to the Coinbase. sites that's it, that sell the Bitcoin mm-hmm. that you own it. And I think Coinbase works the same way, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because yeah, just... if you want a Bitcoin, you have to have a Bitcoin, like, hard drive, like a purse. It's a yeah, Bitcoin purse Bitcoin that exists. Yeah. So, with that being said, I invest because I would rather, if you make, if, all right, let's say one of the examples, right? I like Funko Pops. So I bought <laughs> Mad Funko Pops. Of course. And I was like, you know what? I've spent like $200 on these stupid fucking figurine things. Let me see if they have a stock. I found out that they have a stock and I bought 100 of those stocks. And they were selling for like, uh, I think like $15 at the time. Jeez. Now those stocks are worth $22. So 100 times you know whatever that is that's how much profit i made that is way more than anything td bank would have gave me had that money that i i would have been saving sat there for years too. exactly mm-hmm. so i like anything more than one percent profit that you make from investing is already worth more than what it was worth when you were saving it and that is the main reason for investing and like if you're listening and you're like oh but i don't know what to invest in or uh, like it's uh, it's something new that I've never tried. All you have to do, if you really don't know what to do and what to invest in, a simple way is like what I did with the Funko. I like this item. This company sells publicly. I'll buy into the company. Yeah, literally, if you believe in a company, why not? Exactly. And most of the time, unless the company fucking does some crazy shit. It's not going to go down in value over the course of a year. And that's the other thing. Do not buy and watch the, the what you're buying the entire time. Just let it sit there for a year. Because if you, ta- if you buy and sell before a year, 365 days from when you purchased it, you have to pay 35% in taxes off of any profit that you've made off that stock or, I- or crypto. It also may cause you to panic, though, because numbers fluctuate yeah. all the time. Yeah, like people were selling Doge once it hit like ten cents, and now it's worth thirty five. Like you know, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy that misses out. I like was, when I when you, when you buy something, have the intention of holding on to it for at least a year. Like that should be your mindset when going into anything, that- and do not invest anything that you're willing to lose. Because once you're like, all right, I'm I have a thousand in the bank, I'm gonna take. You mean or, not willing? Yeah, it, yeah, not willing to lose. Like, don't put that thousand if it's everything you have and you you need it like in a week from from the day that you're you know buying the stocks. Don't bet the yeah, bet whatever. Invest in whatever you want to invest in, but make sure that you go in with the mentality that that money is gonna sit there for a whole year. And if you do that, I promise you. More times than not, if you're investing in the right things, your money's going to go up. And then, you know, you sell whenever you want to sell. But these, the, I feel like these are the main things that nobody knows, especially younger people like us. Well, there's also the whole myth that you have to be rich to be in the stock market. Yeah. Right, like fucking Wall Street. No, yeah. no. Things like Robinhood, all these apps, they made it, they made it known. They make it known for us to be like, well, now we 
can yeah, buy the everyday something. Everyday person, you, know, you wake up one morning. Yeah. Rich people, what they have are investable assets. That's where most of their money is going to. Mm-hmm. You think when Jay Z is talking about all these paintings that he has, he has them because he wants to look at these paintings. There's a reason why he says what he purchased something at and what is valued at now. He's mm-hmm. saying all of these things for a reason, and it's to let you know when you when when the only way you can you can succeed financially in life is to own things that that gain value over time which is an investable asset which is one of the best things to have over time shit even so, yeah. pop smoke was talking about it on some of his songs George condo yeah he, yeah condo. exactly Man, shit bro so so you know i felt like this should have been like a little psa that people needed to hear you know, and if you need any stock advice, don't ask me because if if things don't work out, I don't want you to hate me. None but of us are financial you, you can ask me to, you know, show you some of the I like to, to get into things, you know, like how to get your foot in the door and shit like that, I guess. But I'm never going to give you. All right. This is what's going to make you money. Let's let you know. No let, financial advice. Yeah, Who am I? I'm never doing that to anyone. Mostly because I don't want anybody to hate me. Yeah, like if I, the way I invest in stocks, I look at it. If I like it, if it makes sense to me, if I agree that it's gonna go up, I'll do it. Yeah. If I believe in it, my right? Doge, hard believer. I'm gonna go with it, but I'm putting money in that I don't care about. Exactly. Like especially for things like Bitcoin, it, you shouldn't even think about selling Bitcoin ever until like 20 years from now. If I, you're gonna sell 20 years from now. Or however long, if you have it in Robinhood or whatever, however long that app exists. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, some things we don't know what's going to last. The pres- well, the, the way this year played out for Robinhood. Yeah. And and they're going public, too, as a publicly traded company. So these are things you should, you know, look out for. But uh, I don't know. I felt like that was a good note. Yeah. yeah. To end on, you know. to Absolutely. Fuck your savings and go invest. Yeah, that's basically what I did. Most of my money, 90% of all my money is invested because, you know, fuck it. YOLO. The rest at your bitch house, nigga. Yeah. Check under the mattress. <laughs> oh, fuck man. out of here, nigga. Imagine. Empty that shoebox out. It's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get you some investable assets. I'm telling you, that is the number one thing that people of color do not know about investable assets mm-hmm. a savings account is a scam if you think about it's, it yeah the bank banks wants your scam. money banks yeah. are a scam the cost money. of living goes up two percent every year your bank account doesn't think about that they're not even there's not your money you're putting your money in there and they're not giving your money back <laughs> oh and if you made it this far and you got all these keys the people on this podcast were kenny levante and john i definitely we definitely did not introduce ourselves whatsoever. Yeah, oh, hey, like guys. The past three episodes. Yeah. I don't think we... Hey, yeah, we said it. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, niggas, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yo, no more introductions. Yeah. Fuck it. We in it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, fellas, uh, anything you guys want to plug, you can plug. Plug away. And these energy drinks, by the way, I've been shaking in my seat this I, entire time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like, I've been, low key. That's I'm was, super energized right now. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I didn't drink the rain. I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. All right. So, guys. I'll plug in my Twitch. Yeah, yeah, go, definitely if, do if that. If you feel like watching someone play fighting games and sometimes random games, you can watch me at twitch.tv slash vintage underscore renegade. 
I was a child when I came up with the name, leave me alone. Yeah. Also, okay. all of these things will like be hero, in the, we'll not the vintage part, the <laughs> renegade part. Yeah. Okay. All of these things will be linked in the bio, but this is just to let let you be aware that these are there yeah. in the first place. So vintage renegade on Twitch is John. Right. Don Perion Ken on Twitter, FYM World on Twitter for the brand, for the clothes and shit. And I, uh, the IG for the uh, FYM, let them know about that. Uh, FYM IG is F three underscores Y three underscores M three underscores. It don't stand for nothing. It stands for everything and nothing at the same time. FYM, figure it out. Uh, um, and the photography. Photography page Kenzo with the cam wit W I T the cam. You know, I'm get it because it takes flicks. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, I was about to. I was. It was gonna be Kenzo with the Lenzo, but I thought that sound, shit sounded whack. That's pretty funny. I'm not <laughs> gonna hold with Kenzo the with the Lenzo. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and for me, there's. That, uh, that yeah, song. you might have to get Kenzo with the Lenzo. Okay. Well. But uh, hopefully that's done by the time this comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have nothing to plug because you're already listening to what I would have plugged. So, you're plugged in, baby. Welcome. Yeah. So just, I guess, follow me on Twitter at Silk Durag and don't follow me on IG because I'm self-conscious and I don't want you to know what I look like. But they all know look what you look like on Twitter. That is true. We just put more jokes. If you find my IG, you find it, but don't look for me. Uh, yeah. It's Manny Dizzle. Welcome to the last stop.